Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You just got to show up and show out for yourself. Today's guest has been all over the news. Because mm. you're not even setting aside the time to really show up for these scholarships, to put your best foot forward in these applications. Then you're not getting that results that you want. And now you extra mad. You are proof that it can happen. When your fruit can produce change in the community, you are rewarded with income. Now, before we hop into today's show, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe so that you can be notified every single time we drop a new video. Now, let's go ahead and jump into the show. Gabby. Hello. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? We're we, we going to get straight into it. We don't need to introduce you no more. Let's do it. Um, you know, so a couple of years ago, I wrote the book called Debt Free Degree. Mm-hmm. And while writing that book um, and doing a lot of research, one thing that I found that is that people of color, specifically black people, we are the ones who are impacted the most by the amount of student loan debt. It's stopping us from building wealth. It's stopping us from buying homes. And you, at a very young age, figure out a system you figured out how to avoid being a part of that statistic. You did $2 million in scholarships? Yes. Okay, okay, let's start from there. I gotta ask this question, did your parents force you to do it or was it something that you saw that you wanted to do it or was it a combination of both? What made you get very intentional about getting scholarships and going that so hard, that hard so early? Mm-hmm. It was really, just having me having the audacity to try to mm. achieve something that hadn't been achieved before. Okay. I didn't necessarily set out with the goal to earn $2 million in scholarships and to build a business where I'm also empowering students to be able to earn their own scholarships. It was more about I knew that my parents hadn't ever gone to college in mm. America before. I'm looking at the prices of tuition, room and board, and all of these other costs, and I'm like, this is not financially feasible for my family. And I don't want to put us in a position where me going to college is ultimately going to affect my younger sister's ability to, to go to college because we're putting our family in a really like precarious financial situation. Okay. So I was like, I'm going to find a way to get some free money. I'm going to find a way to be able to earn this degree for free. Wow. And when I was doing a lot of Google research, I was stumbling across scholarships, and I'm like, all right, bet. This is the way that I'm going to learn while getting paid to go to school. Mm. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know how it was going to happen either, but I knew that if I just kept going, having faith and trying to improve each and every time I submitted the application, success was going to come to me. Ooh. So just having the audacity to apply to every scholarship out there that I felt aligned with my credentials and what I was doing in my community um, and then just being delusional too, like being able to see past all the failures and the um, rejections that I received and be like, okay, that just wasn't for me. Let it roll off my back and continue going. That's how I was able to earn seven figures and like really have some life-changing experiences that I thankfully didn't have to pay for. You said that your your parents never went to college in America. Where are you from? Where's your parents from? Where are your parents from? Jamaica. That's where I was born. You Jamaican? Yes. You was born in Jamaica? Yes. Ah, okay <laughs> then. Jamaica, boy. I can say this because I'm still single, but them Jamaican ladies, they fought. They are. And they, hello, Jamaica. <laughs> My God. So your parents are from Jamaica. Yes. Um, how long were you in Jamaica before coming over here? 
I was in Jamaica for just under a year, and then I actually moved to London. That's where I grew up. You grew up in London? Yes. So you went to middle school and high school in London? No. Okay, okay. Talk I to moved me. to America when I was 13 years old, so I jumped into middle school in Florida. Okay. Um, and then I continued the rest of my education in America. So from Jamaica to the UK. Yeah. UK to here. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I, I, and I'm just trying to get the backstory because I think some people feel as if sometimes when they hear people of your success, they feel as if their parents pretty much gave them that success. Mm-hmm. And from what I'm hearing from you is that your parents gave you the success as far as them probably teaching you and giving you the wisdom, but they didn't have the blueprint mm-hmm. because they never had the blueprint. They didn't. What were your parents doing when they got to America for, for a job? Just a ballpark figure, you know, like... My mom is a teacher. She's been school a teacher, teacher for decades. Okay. Yes. She's taught all grades ranging from high school to um, elementary school, but that's where she's still teaching now in elementary. Okay. And then my dad is an accountant. An accountant? Yes. Nice. So even though they didn't necessarily experience the college application process or what it's like to secure scholarships and grants, from a very early age, one... My parents exposed me to how crippling the reality of, like, living with an insurmountable amount of debt could Mm. be. Like, I was growing up watching the Susie Orman show, watching Dave Ramsey even, too. Come on. And I was like, I don't really know what debt is, but I know I don't want to have it. Right, 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 right. And then on top of that, they just always poured life into me and encouraged me to speak life into my life. Mm. So I was reading books like The Power of Now, um, The Seven Laws of Spiritual Success, or The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. So I always knew that even though I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do or achieve, like I could do anything, whether it was in athletics, whether it was academically, whether it was applying to scholarships or in the college application process, like there was nothing that I wanted to do that would ever be out of reach for me. Mm. You know, I like Susie. I like Susie. I like her a little bit. I love Dave, though. (laughs) We had no idea. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Dave Dave is my guy, man. You know, he forwarded my book, uh, That Free Degree, and I worked with them for uh, seven, going on seven years. And uh, that's so shocking that your parents had you listening to them because you're absolutely right, especially people who look like us. Mm -hmm. You know, we are crippling when it comes to debt. Um, we, we are making bad decisions, and one of the things that's holding us back um, are student loans. And the fact that you were like, okay, cool, my parents cannot afford to pay for the kind of school that I want to go to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be intentional about going after scholarships. At what age of your life, because a lot of people watching right now have kids who are coming up in your way, who are yeah. coming up um, in your generation, not, or not coming in your generation, but are coming up to that time frame to start looking for scholarships. At what age or what grade would you say, sophomore year, junior year, senior year, freshman year maybe, I don't know, at what grade did you say, you know what, it's time for me to get intentional and start looking for scholarships? Mm-hmm. I started relatively late in the game during my senior year of high school. Okay. Like, before then, I didn't really even know what scholarships were. I wasn't thinking about higher education or college. But once the summer before my senior year hit, I was kind of like, wow, like, this is a lot to bear the brunt of all at once. Like, I had to do my standardized testing. Now people are asking me what school I want to go to, what major I want to pursue, what I envision my career path being. And I was just kind of overwhelmed. So once I started looking into it a little bit more, I was like, whoa, like, there's a big price tag that comes with going to college. Mm -hmm. I never really thought about all the the intricacies of intricacies of that before then. Mm. So during my senior year of college, senior year of high school, I was like, okay, boom, we got to hit the ground running. We got to yeah. make something stick. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot in a short amount of time, but thankfully it worked out because I was really diligent and disciplined throughout my journey. Yo, what's going on, fam? Are you ready to make a big career move here by the end of this year? Why not pivot into the flourishing tech industry with the Bethel School of Technology, recognized globally as the sole Christian online tech bootcamp? You see, with African-Americans constituting a mere 7.9% of the U.S. tech workforce, I believe it's time to narrow this display and unlock opportunities for everyone in this thriving sector. 
Bethel Tech is steadfast in its mission to make tech careers accessible, rewarding, and economically advantageous for all individuals. Their comprehensive nine-month program is designed to equip you with the necessary skills to propel you into your technology career and move forward at a high speed. You see, recent reports from Indeed suggest that software developers in the U.S. command an average annual salary of approximately about $103,000. This is well above the national average of $48,000. You see, diversify your tech education by choosing from their specialized programs like cybersecurity and UI UX design. With Bethel Tech, you're not just kickstarting a career, you're igniting a passion with a purpose. I want you to say goodbye to the prospects of crippling student loan debts and, and instead invest a mere nine months to transform your next decade of your professional journey. Step into your potential with Bethel Tech and turn your career aspirations into reality. To begin, I want you to go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash Bethel or click the link in today's show notes. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash slash Bethel. Don't wait another moment to take the first step towards a bright and promising future into a career space that can make you a millionaire. Speaking of millionaires, let's get back to today's show. For real. Okay, cool. So do you remember the first scholarship you applied for? The first one I applied for, honestly, the first scholarship I applied for was probably a scam. I didn't know what I was doing. See, <laughs> talk to me. So you thought it was, it probably was a scam. There are a lot was. of scams out there. There are a lot of, it is so easy to stumble across illegitimate scholarships, which is yeah. why I try to make it a point to create content that points students in the right direction okay. when it comes to finding legitimate opportunities that they actually have a chance of winning. Yes. Because my first scholarship, it was probably, that I applied to was probably a sweepstakes thing where you put in all this like personal information about you, like your phone number, your email, and you never hear anything from them. They're just like, oh, all you have to do is this. You don't have to write an essay. We don't have to know anything about who you are or anything substantive that is really going to help differentiate you from a pool of applicants. And we're going to do like some type of raffle. Mm. And I was just going based off of the websites and the resources that came up on Google really early instead of really knowing how to filter through which opportunities were actually worth my time. Mm. So, yeah, the first scholarship I applied for was probably a scam. I didn't know what I was doing. What's the first scholarship you got? And you was oh, like, yes. I remember that day <laughs> so vividly. The first scholarship I ever won was the Coca-Cola scholarship. Coca-Cola, okay. It's worth $20,000, and it's one of the hardest scholarships for a high school senior to secure because they typically get over 100,000 applications from students across the nation every single year. And from that, they sift through and they choose 150 winners. So the stakes are high. The competition competition is even higher too. Okay. Um, but that was the first one that I won, and I really needed that win because once I got that, oh, I took off. You know? <laughs> because before I won my first scholarship, I had definitely applied to at least 35 different scholarships, and I was trying to remain steadfast. I was trying to remain faithful, and thankfully I did because mm. every time I just kept telling myself, "No, I'm winning the next scholarship I apply to. I'm winning the next scholarship I apply to." And to be getting rejected back to back and yeah. still having this crazy faith that it was going to work out for me. Yeah. It was a little wild. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. that's what you need because it really is a numbers game. Kind of like applying to job applications. Facts. You're going to lose more than you win. Yeah. But those wins are so significant. So when I won that $20,000, oh, it was up from then. So let's talk about that because <clears throat> I talk about the Coca-Cola scholarship inside my book as well, yeah. or several several of them. And there is a science to making sure that your application stands out. Yeah. So what do you think helped you stand out on your application? Was it mm -hmm. your story? Was you tapping into maybe you're not from America? Like what made you think you think? Um, to stand out amongst the other 100,000 uh, applications mm -hmm. out there. The Coca-Cola scholarship is all about finding those change makers who are actively <clears throat> in their community, showing that they care for their community, they want to elevate it for the better, and they care about the people around them, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And this is evidenced in multiple places, not just in school, but also outside of school. So it was definitely my well-roundedness that I feel like really differentiated me and allowed me to ultimately become a Coca-Cola scholar. Because when I think about all of the other amazing people who were in my cohort, I won it in 2018. Mm -hmm. 
all of us were doing something in our community that really spoke to us. Mm. And you could tell the difference mm. between students who are just like volunteering in a soup kitchen or mentoring kids just to have like something to pawn their college applications versus people who like really feel this, really feel empowered and invigorated by the work that they're doing and they care about the impact that they're having in the world. So good. That, you know, listen, man. Gabby, you talking good right now. Because what, what I hear you saying is, I tell my community, find your sauce and be that in your community. That will make you millions. It will help you stand out. One things, uh, one of the top things that colleges look for, so not just college, um, scholarship applications, but even universities and colleges, jobs, they look at, okay, what are you doing that's benefiting people? Mm-hmm. How are you stepping up as a leader? Exactly. And what I'm hearing you say is like, hey, I tapped into my thing and I became a leader within my community, within my generation, in the way that I can be. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you stood out. Exactly. Because you, how many people join uh, uh, this particular organization just so they can say, hey, I'm a part of this. Mm-hmm. But they're really not making any difference. Right. And what I hear you saying at, at, at what, 17, you were like, hey. I love this. I'm going to contribute to this in my community. And because of that, Coca-Cola said, hey, we're going to give you $20,000. Exactly. And it's not just about what you put on paper, too. Like, there are multiple rounds that you have to go through. Right. Because I think that a lot of students, they see how tedious scholarship applications can be. And they're like, man, I'm not doing that. It's a waste of time. They weak. But really... They're trying to vet you. They want to give you this money, but they're really trying to see, are you about what you're talking about? Mm. Are you about what's on your resume? And the only way to get to know that really is through your essays or through a video interview or is by giving you the opportunity to tell your story and what you care about. Mm. So don't look at when an application is kind of doing too much as it not being worth your time. See it as you being somebody who's so special and has so much to say that I'm actually going to show up and show out in the different elements of this application so you have no choice but to choose me. You said it nice. I'm just going to say when people see the application, they weep. They lazy. They don't really want it. Yeah. And then you're right. They want to weave out the lazy people who are not strong enough because if you would take your time. This is the spiritual side of me coming out now. If you would take your time to go through this this hard process, then that shows them like, hey, if we give you this $20,000, you're going to complete your degree. We're not just going to give you someone $20,000 who wants it easy and they go to college and finds out college is hard and they quit. Now they just wasted their 20 grand. Exactly. So what you're, what you're showing them is that, hey, I'm going to go through your process, and every single step of the way, I'm going to put my best foot forward. Mm-hmm. And then that represents your brand. It represents your character and your integrity. And because of that, they're like, yo, we got to look at Gabby. We, we can't pass up on this. Wait, with Gabby. I'm like, Gabby. Gabby. Wait a minute. Exactly. Gabby. Exactly. They want to invest in you. You just got to show up and show out for yourself. Mm. And think about it. If you're, like, submitting your application two minutes before the deadline, y'all think people don't look at that, but they do. They do. Because I've been able to offer my own scholarships as well. But okay. I, I definitely could see who, like, applied to things before the deadline and people who just kind of, like, put something together right before and are shooting in the dark. Facts. And it's definitely a lot of the students who are, like, applying to scholarships with no strategy who mm. feel the brunt of the frustration even more, mm. then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that you're not going to win. Because mm. you're not even setting aside the time to really show up for these scholarships, to put your best foot forward in these applications. Then you're not getting that results that you want, and now you extra mad. Mm. Like, mm. you got to set yourself up for success from the get-go. And that means, like, being willing and ready to set aside the time to get to know yourself so you can write about what you want, who you are, and the impact you want to have in the world in a way that's compelling and just makes scholarship donors be like, you know what, this is the one. I'm curious, Gabby, do you remember what what are some legit websites? I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I have actually a free downloadable okay. on um, GabrielleCarter.com where okay. students can like find some of my favorite scholarship resources. But off the top of my head, bold.org is a really great website. Bold.org. Yes. And that's one of my favorite scholarship platforms because not only have I offered quite a few of my scholarships on that um, domain, but also you can read through the essays of previous scholarship winners. What? So you can see, okay, this is the person who won this $10,000 scholarship or $500 scholarship. 
Let me see what they were talking about. Let me see how they told their story. And not, you shouldn't emulate it because you're your own person. You have your own unique experiences and your path is so like unique and individual to you that you shouldn't want to morph it into somebody else's. Spell that for me. I'm looking it up right now. Bold. B-O-L-D. Oh, you said bold. I thought yes. you said bold.org. I was about to say, hold up. This ain't coming up, Jody. Hold up. Hold up. Okay, 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 okay. Fighting student debt. Okay. Y'all, this is... Listen, I wrote the book. I I haven't heard of bold.org. Mm-hmm. That's great, um, for especially for high school seniors. Um, Naviance.com. That you have to check with your guidance counselor in your school to see if your school is like aligned with that platform. But for us in Broward County, like our schools were um, using Naviance. That was great for finding local scholarship opportunities. Um, you can also go to cof.org, which is like. Hold on, you're going too fast. I'm still, <laughs> I'm, I'm still on bold. Bold.org. .org. We're going. What, this is what we're going to do, y'all. We're going to put these three that she just gave us inside of this. But the reason why, the really reason why, well, my grammar. You can tell I didn't go to school like this young lady. Um, the real reason why I have her on the show is because I want to expose y'all to her. Some of you all are going to grad school. Some of you all are in school right now. And this is the kind of woman of who you need to follow. This is the person you need to follow to get all this education. Um, you need to get my book today, Debt-Free Degree, for your kids who are coming up. Because I'm going to show you in that book where how to start in middle school. But what I love about her story is if you have a high school student or if you are a high school student and you're, and you're a rising senior, and you haven't started, you can still get to it, but you gotta be intentional, mm-hmm. all right? So we're gonna put her website to get the her, her whole uh, free, free, free. Say it again. Free. I'm, uh, hey, Mike, Mike, Mike check. Free, okay? Free, I'm, I'm gonna do this, I've never done it before. Free, <laughs> free book, right, on how to get the websites, how to avoid the scams. But I wanna walk through bold.org real quick. What's the other one? You said yes. bold.org. Um, cof.org, which C-O-F is how you can find. Yeah. .org. Okay, That's what's that for? you can for? find, like, community foundations in your area that are primarily going to give you local scholarships. Because even though I won the... Coca-Cola scholarship, that's a national scholarship opportunity. Mm -hmm. And you really want to be applying to a mixture of national opportunities if you have the credentials for that to make sense, but also local scholarship opportunities because that has less competition, less students are willing to apply, and more people are blowing those scholarships off because they feel like, oh, this little $1,000, $500, $2,500, it's not going to do anything. What? When really those local organizations are going to be dedicated to you in a way that you could probably never imagine. I've gotten mentors through local scholarship opportunities. I've gotten additional scholarships from local scholarship opportunities because, one, less students are applying. There's even been three scholarships that I have won because nobody else applied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody else applied, so I won by default. And that's more likely to happen with a local scholarship as opposed to, like, those big number um, scholarship opportunities that everybody in the nation is vying for. Yo, she's not capping at all, you guys. Uh, She's not. Uh, Just last year alone, $100 million in scholarships went unclaimed. Exactly. $100 million in scholarships just went unclaimed. Mm -hmm. And that's why you can't go in with the mindset that, oh, if I see this person winning millions of scholarships or this person won 10 scholarships, now I can't win any scholarships because they're going to keep taking them or they're going to keep winning. You got to have an abundance mindset going into this. Even if you're getting rejected now, that doesn't mean you're going to get rejected forever. Mm. And there's always more money out there. You just have to be incredibly nifty about the ways that you're going about finding these opportunities. And something else that just came to me right now is the fact that your local law organizations and firms are so good for like offering scholarships. So if you haven't, check out which law firms are in your um, general area, scour through their website, see if they offer any scholarship opportunities because usually they do. And in my um, personalized scholarship list and also my seasonal scholarship list that um, like I update that database weekly with different opportunities, a lot of those scholarships end up coming from law firms. Mm. So that's some free game for y'all. Listen, so I'm on Bold Scholarship, I mean, bold.org, bold.org. Um, Jay, CJ, let's, let's just put them up, put a little bit up on this on the screen for me. Uh, but uh, you have 
Um, man, I'm, I'm seeing here $2,000 scholarships, educational level, any. Uh, and mm-hmm. so if you don't have a high school diploma, as long as you have a um, GED, you can apply for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, educational level on this other one is $500. Got a high school graduate or undergraduate. This could be another any. So as long as you GED, all the way up to grad, this is for $25,000. And they give this away every single month. Yeah. So I'm like, wait a minute. Like, so one monthly winner at $25,000 from a program called Nietzsche. Um, then you're looking at undergraduate high school. They're giving away $10,000 a year. Well, they're giving away $50,000 a year, five winners at $10,000 each. You guys, and, and I'm I'm scrolling. Like, I'm scrolling. Yes. And I'm you can scrolling. filter through those scholarship opportunities as well by deadline, by the amount, by race, gender, um, major. I feel like that platform is definitely one of the best in terms of helping you really niche down to figure out which scholarships you're actually eligible for and which ones you should be applying to. Your facts. You, girl, give me some love. Because scholarships by demographic, they have scholarships specifically for black people, for Hispanic people, for minority people, for Native Americans, for uh, women, for STEAM, LGBT. What in the world? And so... For the black people, they have over a half a million dollars in scholarships available right now, with 57 still open. Mm-hmm. 187 have been awarded already. So this, wow, man, this is, see, 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 Gabby, this, Gabby was nervous about doing this show, y'all. <laughs> she was like, hey, you know, but, but Gabby, you shouldn't be nervous, because here's why. You are proof that it can happen. 100%. You know, when, when God was forming you in your mother's womb, he already knew what you were going to be doing at 18, what you was going to be doing at 22, and what you're going to be doing at 35. Mm-hmm. And I believe that you're going to make millions by helping people avoid hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loan debt. And that's the best type of purpose work, you know, when you're yeah. having a positive impact in the world, when you're feeling self-actualized, and you're helping humanity, yeah. and you're making money. Absolutely. You got to. When your fruit can produce change in the community, you are rewarded with income. Hello. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And and, and I think that's what you're doing. Um, so we got bold.org, cof.org. And here's what I love about what you said about community. So every year I give my local church $5,000, specifically just to go towards a scholarship. Mm-hmm. And here's the truth. The scholarship person who wins that $5,000 don't even know that that $5,000 came from me. It is a business write-off, right? Mm-hmm. So it is it is that. And which is why, you guys, I really want to echo what she just said. If you can just form the right relationship, right, get inside of your community, and your mentor, your, your person who gives you the $500 scholarship has a business, and if you can go in there, be quiet, learn, ask the right questions, serve, serve in the community, business people, business owners, we're always looking for a write-off. And so I have a fund specifically set aside for nonprofits and for giving. So if I have someone who's 15, 16 coming here to, to learn from me because they won one of my scholarships, but then they come up maybe five, 10 grand short, and at the end of the year, I'm looking to give away some money, and this person has built a relationship with my business, and I see that they're thriving in the community, they really love serving the community, I, more than likely, I'm going to give it to them rather than spending it somewhere else because I know my fruit is now going to make an impact Mm -hmm. in that area. And so going to COF.org, which will give you, I'm on their website as well, uh, which will give you access to your local community people, your local businesses. And that's great, too. Go to your local church. Yes. My church gives away Union Church, the best church in the DMV area. Much love to my, my pastors, Pastor Stephen and Zai Chandler. Uh, every year we do that, and their goal is to give away more. Mm-hmm. You know, But your local churches are giving away some things here. So you, you tapping in real good right there. What was the third website that you said? I want you to give away all the websites because y'all got to go to her website right. to get all this stuff. But you, you gave us three. So bold.org, cof.org, and... The other one I'm blanking on, but this one is for my HBCU students. HBCUs? Exactly. Huh? Talk to me. UNCF.org is a website that y'all really need to be living on. They yes. have so many scholarship opportunities that are specifically for you. And not only 
just scholarships, but also sometimes the scholarships come with internship opportunities. Yep. I know that Chick-fil-A recently had a big scholarship on there. McDonald's routinely has one. Um, UNCF has their STEM Scholars Program, which is like an annual um, scholarship opportunity that's like worth tens of thousands of dollars. So y'all need to be living on that website because there are so many different opportunities that they have throughout the year that are specifically for you. And sometimes they even have scholarships that are only for certain HBCUs in a specific area as well. So that's money that y'all can really tap into especially. And actually the other website I mentioned was Naviance. That's especially good for high schoolers. Um, but you have to see if your specific high school is partnered with them. But that's a great resource to find ways to build your resume. They have tips on there. They have templates. They have scholarships that are really local to you because this is um, that platform like filters based on your location too. It helps you figure out which colleges that you should apply to. Um, it's just a great overall resource that you should definitely be leveraging if you have access to it. You know, <clears throat> let me tell y'all right now. Gabby know what she's talking about at 22 years old. So Gabby, I know one of the uh, directors at UNCF. She's mm -hmm. been on my show a couple of times. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she is she is really pro-black, and she's all about you know helping our sisters and brothers build wealth. Um, Kezia is her name, mm -hmm. um, awesome. Professor Keys, is what they call it, and she works for uh, UNCF, and she's always like, Anthony, you need to promote me more often. Not me, <laughs> but she didn't need to promote UNCF. Yeah. And one thing I love about um, UNCF over the years, they've, they've put together over 500,000 students through Wow. college degrees and uh, just in the New York City, Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia and Washington DC area, they've given away over 11 million dollars in scholarships. That's crazy. Right. And so for you to say that you need to live on this website, mm -hmm. I, I want to echo what you just said. This is why you guys, you all have to plug into this young lady show. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, A.O. And I got to talk to you about something near and dear to my heart, and that's representation. You see, growing up, seeing black voices in media was like finding gold in a mine. It showed me what was possible. People like Oprah, Steve Harvey, and even Malcolm X, they paved the way for folks like me to step into the spotlight. And now there's a new wave of black voices making extreme waves, and they're doing it on NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths. This collection is a celebration of blackness like none other. Each episode is like a journey through our shared experiences. Joy, resilience, empowerment is all there. From Bobby to Michelle Obama, they're covering it all. And let me tell you, Listening to these episodes, it's like sitting down with your fam and having a real talk about what it means to be black today. NPR is not holding back with this show. They're bringing you stories that matter, uh, stories that reflect the full spectrum of black life. It's like they say, stories should never be about us without us. So do yourself a favor and tune in to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR. It's not just a podcast. I'm going to be real with you. It's a movement. Listen now, wherever you get your podcast, and let's keep celebrating our stories and our truths. All right, let's get back to my show. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Because I'm trying to get her to get a show, get like her own show. Manifesting. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get her to do all that because she genuinely knows what she's talking about. She did $2 million 
dollars and scholarships for her own. We haven't even talked about the school she went to. We about to go there. <laughs> we, we, we about to get there, right? We about to get there. But we want to give you some practical things to do. Now, I do want to talk about this before we go to your school because you gave us three legit websites. You have a free um, uh, page, free list on your website. We're going to drop that website in the show notes so you all can go get it. Because every single website that she gave us right now, this goes from any 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 grade level for the most part. There are some that require it's only going to be for your undergrad, um, but then a lot of them are going to help with your undergrad and grad if you uh, want to get there. Uh, but these are three great websites. I want to help people, though, because I, I know a lot of people are going to get excited. You're going to hear this. Mm-hmm. Then they go Google. Okay. They're going to Google, and then they're going to come up with a lot of scams. Yeah. I got one example of how you know what's a scam. What is an example of, like, how would you identify that's legit or that scam? Well, first and foremost, if this is a scholarship that they're claiming is offered routinely, this isn't the first time that, like, their inaugural scholarship, if you can't find the winners anywhere, Mm. it's more likely than not a scam. Mm. I've posted all the winners of my past scholarships on my website so y'all know and you can access their essays to read them. Other scholarship platforms do that as well. I've seen law firm websites do that, beauty websites do that, bold.org do that. If you cannot find who won that scholarship, don't even waste your time. That's it. Don't even waste your time. Even the the Coca-Cola scholarship, they post every single year all 150 names of the scholars who won that opportunity. That's a way for you to really be able to see, okay, this is legit because Mm -hmm. they're telling me, where their money is going. Yes. If it's just always, oh, yeah, apply for this $25,000 scholarship opportunity and you never see who got that money, it doesn't make sense. Because why wouldn't they want to showcase the people that they're investing in? Facts. 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 You won $2 million. Did you pay for any of them? Any scholarships? Mm -hmm. I personally did not, no. Mm -hmm. I didn't have no money to be paying for scholarships. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to say that it's, like a bad investment if you want to pay for a scholarship coach Mm -hmm. or somebody who can give you a lot more exposure and expertise. Yes. Because investing in yourself in this journey is going to save you time and stress. While I was ultimately able to earn seven figures in scholarships, that came with a lot of strife. Right. I really did not sleep a lot my senior year. Right. So y'all get to see, like, the benefits that came out of this and the wins but like behind closed doors there was a lot of sacrifice that went in that can be mitigated if you work with an expert like myself but outside of that you do not have to pay to apply for a scholarship opportunity i personally didn't but just because you pay for a scholarship opportunity doesn't automatically make it a scam Uh some organizations require you to be a member Uh of their society or Uh or their group which obviously comes with a membership fee Uh which is essentially you paying to be a part of that Uh i've also ventured into applying for business grants since i've become an entrepreneur And sometimes you have to pay to apply for um, an opportunity because they may be doing like a crowd um, sourcing or crowdfunding type of approach to offering these opportunities. But me personally, I'm going to tell you, it's not necessarily a scam if you have to pay, but know that you don't have to pay to Mm -hmm. win scholarships. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to echo that. I totally agree. Um, Here's what I would say, how to identify if if they say this. Give us $1,000, we guarantee you a scholarship. Absolutely not. That's the scam. And if they're guaranteeing that you're going to win, no. Yes, it is a scam. It it is a scam. And it's like you got to watch out for those who are like, hey, pay us $500, we guarantee you $10,000. It it is a scam. Mm -mm. It's giving (laughs) cash at flip. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I be getting some of them cash at. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, are you serious? And some of my friends got caught with that crap, too. I was like, dang, bro, how you, what? I mean, if that was the case, everybody be doing that exactly. flip, you know? Um, but that is that is so solid. Y'all, so again, we're going to drop her website in the show notes, okay? And we are going to make sure that you all get that information, all right? All right, so now let's talk about this. So you you, you went from 20000 to went you went to $2 million. Are these all different scholarships? Are these like, hey, one school offered me sixty k to go to school, they offered me a full ride? Or is it a blend of a little bit of everything? Mm-hmm. It's definitely a little bit of everything, a okay. combination of outside scholarships, which okay. are basically scholarship opportunities that you can take to any institution that you go to, okay. whether it be public or private. You won that scholarship independently of getting into college. Right. And then there were other scholarship opportunities that were more contingent on my attendance at that institution. Okay. So 
One of the scholarships that I was able to win as a Florida resident was the Bright Future Scholarship. Okay. And that allowed me to earn a full ride to any public institution based on my ACT slash SAT score as mm -hmm. well as securing the International Baccalaureate degree. Okay. Um, because I did like the IB program in high school. Yeah. So it's a combination of that money as well as the scholarships that I was offered from other institutions like Duke University. I got a full ride there as nice. well. Nice. Um, so I had like a lot of opportunities and places I could go to. But then you got to think about the fact that I applied to 35 colleges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was applying to scholarships high and wide and colleges high and low because okay. I wanted to have as many opportunities to choose the best place for me as possible. Okay. I just didn't want to be, like, going to a school because that was my only option. Yeah. That was, like, something that really scared me. I like that. Top five colleges you applied for? Um, top five in terms of, like, rankings or top five in terms of what I thought would be a good fit for me. Uh, top five in rankings. Let's put it like that. Um, Princeton. Okay. Stanford. Okay. Columbia. Columbia's dope. Harvard. Okay. I feel like there was another... Dartmouth. I applied to almost all the Ivy League schools. Did you? We could put Duke in there. Oh, yeah, Duke, too. Yeah, Duke is Ivy League, you know? We can't play with that. You know? Duke. Come on now. So, Princeton... Stanford, Columbia, Harvard, Duke. Okay. Uh, Princeton, what was Princeton's yearly? Do you know? Tuition? Yeah. I can't remember. Okay. But it, it was up there. It yeah, was it was in six figures. 50K. Yeah, and I think it's more than that. To live there and everything, yeah. Yeah, I'm um, just thinking just tuition was at least 50K. Yeah, yeah, you know me. I'm going to look it up, man. I, I think the numbers have changed since um, they change every year. Princeton's, uh, let's look it up. Let's get the people to write up. Princeton's um, tuition. All right, yeah, you're right. So just for tuition alone, it's 56000 okay? So that's just for Princeton's 56 k just for one year, just for the tuition. That's not room, board, and none of that. Um, Stanford, I'm going to see what Stanford is. Stanford uh, um, tuition. 56 k as well for Stanford. Okay, so all these are 56K a year just for that. Columbia, I'm going to say, I think it was a little bit. Um, Columbia University in New York. Yes. Yeah, I was about to say, I knew I knew Columbia had to be a little bit more. They had 65K. Oh, Good okay. God! Um, Harvard is going to be close to that. Not close to that. Harvard should be close to Princeton. Um, I know. I know my... You know what I'm saying? I know my people. Yeah, I, see, I know myself, y'all. I know myself, y'all. 55K. And then Duke is going to be a little bit less. Um, not that much less. I think they're going to be right around like uh, 40, I think. Let's see. Duke University's tuition. No. Wow, Duke done went up. How much is it? 60K. Yeah. Huh. Pay big bucks to go to those schools. Which school did you choose? I ultimately chose Princeton. Princeton? Yes. Why Princeton? I have two reasons. One, okay. because Princeton is one of the more generous Ivy League schools they in are. terms of financial aid. They are. Um, so when I was comparing my packages, I was like, all right, this makes sense. Yep. Then outside of that, one of my favorite shows of all time is The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And... Princeton, Princeton. <laughs> Carlton and Will, they went to Princeton. So I was like, okay, we out. Like, it's going to be chose, You chose Princeton because of Will Smith. I can't say no. Ah, Will. <laughs> she deserves a call. Hello. You know what I'm saying? Will Smith. They don't, I don't think they do the table anymore. She don't do the table, the red table anymore. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But, yo, that is what's up. So you went to Princeton for free. Yes. And but because the, of outside scholarships. Okay. How much did Princeton give you? Did they give you anything? Um, they did give me aid. And actually, the beautiful thing about these schools is that if you make under between, like, 100K to 120K, they're more likely going to give you, like, full tuition yes. off rip. Right. Um, of course, it varies by the actual institution, which is why it's really important for students to actually read, like, the financial aid and scholarship slash grants documents that they have so you know how they're administering financial aid to you, whether that be loans, whether that be scholarships, whether that be grants, 
work study, you need to know how this money is being allocated so that if you do ultimately want to um, appeal your financial aid, you have a strong basis for how they're even determining your aid, too. So they didn't give you enough aid to pay for everything, though? No. So you had to use your outside scholarships? Yes. And did you have any outside, did you get a, uh, when everyone else was getting refund checks from student loans, were you getting refund checks yourself? I was able to get some refund checks, but it gets a little, like, mixy because there is another thing, unfortunately, called scholarship displacement, yes. which a lot of students end up encountering, and mm -hmm. I unfortunately encountered too, which okay. is basically when an institution will give you a set amount of aid, right. and then they get all of your other outside scholarships, and they're like, oh, okay, you have $20,000 coming in, and you've already met all of your financial needs. So instead of dispersing this $20,000 into you, into your pockets directly, we're going to take back 20 k so you could just use this outside scholarship money to replace what we originally gave you. Mm -hmm. So that could be a really frustrating situation to be in, but thankfully I had some like really understanding scholarship donors because... Mm -hmm. um, I communicated with them. I let them know. I even returned some scholarship money because I was like, listen, this money is going to get displaced anyway. It's mm -hmm. not going to go to me. So I would rather y'all give this money to another student mm -hmm. than it just sit here and, like, be wasted. Yeah. And, and I like how you did that because especially if you can get it from the community, what I've seen is sometimes they will still write that check to the individual to help them go to school. Right. Right. But then what I do like about the the displacement is the university saying, okay, cool. For an example, Gabby, she doesn't need that money, uh, but Justin may need it. Mm -hmm. And so for us to tell Justin, no, you can't come to school, Gabby is taken care of, she's situated, let's help Justin get inside of school. I'm not, I'm not disappointed in that. I do wish, though, sometimes that they say, you know what, okay, Gabby, we're going to give you 20, we're going to give you 10. Right. And you can keep the 10 coming back and we'll give you that check back. Mm -hmm. And we're going to put this 10 towards Justin. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really do wish that they would do that. I understand their, their logic is let's help as many people as we possibly can who needs it. But at the same time, if you worked your butt off and you got an extra twenty thousand dollars, you should be able to see those funds coming back to exactly. you. Exactly. You want to reap the fruits of your labor. Absolutely. That's the whole reason you apply to scholarships, and then right. to win scholarships on top of that, you want to be able to have an education that is affordable for you. Yeah. So it doesn't really make sense when you get to school, and sometimes your school is like, "Yeah, I love all the work you're doing. I'm really proud of you for um, not only applying to scholarships but securing these scholarships." By the end of the day. We're going to take back this money we gave you, put it somewhere else, and now you're left to foot a bill that you really shouldn't have to because you earned scholarships in the first place. Yep. You know, it's it's so funny. When you go to Princeton's, um, and a lot of people think I have a problem with high-end schools. I don't have a problem with high-end schools. Here's what I have a problem with, is if you got to sit there and take out $100,000, $200,000 of loans to mm -hmm. go to Princeton or to go to a Stanford or go to a Harvard, uh, but especially for people of color, um, in minorities, they actually have a great program to where Princeton really doesn't want you graduating with a lot of debt. And it's even publicly on their website, and I'm looking at it right now, you know, 100% grants, not loans, zero debt. Our generous aid program enables 83% of recent seniors to graduate 100% debt-free. And I think what Princeton is doing is, is good. And I think a lot of our colleges and universities need to have that mindset on how do we help our kids get the education and graduate without the burden of debt. Mm -hmm. And so I love the fact that you were able to do that. But I got to be curious. You, you, you're a black sister from Jamaica. You black, black, yes. black. Yes. You went to a white Asian, I want to say, atmosphere. Yes. Why did you choose that over HBCU? They honestly. were just giving me more aid. Come on. That's and what I was looking for. I was honestly thinking about the prestige like mm. the, I'm not going to sit here and act like it hasn't opened a lot of doors for me because yeah. going to an Ivy League school especially as a minority but particularly as a black woman mm -hmm. I gained a lot of social capital mm. I had to prove myself a little bit less because people see a name on my resume that's mm -hmm. usually better than theirs mm -hmm. and now they think better of me mm. and it really should not be like that because just because you go to a top school does not necessarily make you inherently better or more intelligent or more talented than yeah. somebody who doesn't yeah but that's just how the game is set up and i knew that very early on that's why in all these school these shows like gossip girl and all these movies they're 
these kids aren't going to like regular regular schools. They go into Yale's, yeah. Princeton's, Harvard's because that comes with a certain like that. There's a certain you know flair yeah, yeah. or assumption about you when you go to these schools. And nice. I've literally I remember back in high school when I was. Um, interning with Bank of America through their Student Leaders Program, which is also a great opportunity that high school juniors and seniors should apply for. They pay you really well um, with great internship experience. They fly you out to D.C. Like, it's just an overall great time okay. um, with a summer internship. But while I was there, I was working with the YMCA, and I was stationed at, like, three different locations. And at one particular location, my boss was just giving me a hard time. I could tell she did not like me. And I feel like it was because it was, like, I didn't really speak Spanish, so I wasn't, like, as much of an asset in that area because it was a predominantly um, Hispanic area in, like, Miami. Um, but once she found out that I got into Duke and Princeton, because I was actually on the phone with the Duke Financial Aid Office on the clock, I was like, no, I need to situate this financial aid package. Y'all said I got a full ride. I'm trying to figure out when y'all are flying me out to BSAI, which is, like, a black students link up for all the Duke admits. She overheard the conversation, figured out I was getting into all these top schools, and now she's treating me so much better because wow. she wants me to help her kid get into these schools, too. Wow. So I've seen in real time, I have so many different examples of wow. people treating me better once they see the school that I have gotten, the schools I've gotten into, and also the school that I graduated from. Yeah. Top of my class, might I add. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it comes with a lot of social capital and just makes your life a little bit easier, especially as a black woman, but also... There's a lot of trauma and things that you have to endure as a black woman in a space that was never, like, designed to cater to you from the inception of these institutions. Man, listen, I love that. Were you, how were your grades in high school? In high school, I had mainly straight A's. Okay. Like, I was definitely that student that was, like, doing everything. Like, I was running varsity track, cross country, and softball. And I was great at it. Like, I... <laughs> I check on the records every now and then, and my two um, records from high school and track are still standing to this day. Are you serious? Yes. So I'm really proud of that. And then on top of that, I always cared a lot about mental health and just, like, really empowering my community health-wise, um, spiritually, and things of that nature. So I started a club called Helping Overcome Problems Effectively at my school. And then I was just excelling in class. I was doing AP classes. I did honors classes when I was a little earlier in my high school career. And then I was also pursuing the international baccalaureate mm. degree, which I earned. Love it. Love it. Do what? Do what? Throughout all of this, I heard, I wrote, just wrote it down on my iPad. I was like, okay, to get a lot of money in scholarships, it's going to take, number one, it being intentional. Mm -hmm. Intentional with grades. You had a, at least a four, you was right around a 4.0 average. Be intentional with applying for scholarships. Be intentional with being active in your community being actively involved in extracurricular activities in your school programs. You ran track. You became a leader. Um, and being intentional for applying for scholarships and grants. $100 million in scholarships went to waste, went to waste last year. Y'all, $2 billion went to waste when it came to grants. And so it's not difficult to get into college no, 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 I'm saying that. I'm polite. Is. It is difficult to get the capital to go to college debt free. But if you're intentional and you put in a hard work ethic, like what you did, it is possible. And what I heard you say, I, I did a show, I did a show a few weeks ago talking about how to make millions in your 20s and 30s. And on the last thing that I said is um, the, sixth, the sixth tip was don't stop. And when you got declined up front, you never stopped. Mm -mm. You went at 20000 you probably got declined for the next few, but you didn't stop, and you kept going. You started getting creative. Let me apply to these schools. Let me apply for their scholarship programs. Let me apply over here. You, you wasn't just focused on one track. You was putting your eggs when it comes to scholarships and grants and possibilities in every aspect that you could. But what I think, what I, what I hear from you, which is what I love is, before you did all that, you worked on the package, mm -hmm. and the package was you. You gotcha. were intentional. You, 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 you laid everything correctly, like, from the very beginning. 
you just did it very correct. So now when you put yourself on the application, it made you look very, very positive and just like, yo, we got to help her get there. Exactly. So because of that, you're 22 years old today, no debt, have a degree. Did you get your grad? My graduate degree? Mm -hmm. No, not yet. Okay. Are you going Are you going to get a grad degree? I do hope so. After I have a little bit more worldly and business experience, okay. I do want to pivot back in so that I can be very intentional with my graduate degree. Wow. wow. I love that. I love that. All right. All right. So let's end the show with some fun. You ready? Yes. You sure? I think. Oh, wait, you, wait. Watch my show? Fun for who? It's fun gonna be, for who? It's going to be fun for me. <laughs> so 22 years old, you went to Princeton. I said. You know what I'm saying? You, you're running a small business right now. You're helping people get into this. So, you, you know, so you're a Princeton woman, 22, black, beautiful. You know what I'm saying? She is single. I did ask her that, brothers. Hello. You know what I'm saying? So Only men of God, though. Oh. <laughs> um, are you married? No. Have any kids? No. Dang. See her what? face? No, no way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, bro, like, bro, I just said I ain't married. I, I, no, I ain't got no kid. Um, 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 what is your successful 22? Is it hard dating for you being young, successful, black, with the Princeton degree? <laughs> is it oh hard God. for you? You know I had to ask you that question. My roommates are going to laugh at this, but I think it is a little treacherous. Treacherous? You didn't say hard. You said treacherous. It is treacherous. In the dating pool now, especially because I live in New York. Okay. So I feel like that pool, it depends on what you want, too. Like, if you're open to dating kind of like everybody, any race, any income level, of course you're going to have a lot more options. Mm -hmm. But if you kind of want to date people who are of a similar caliber to you, yeah. those numbers dwindle very quickly. Like, Dang. Princeton was 7% black. Dang. And the school is not that big. We had maybe, like, 5,000 students around that. Wow. So, you know, you're talking about a few hundred black people. Mm. Um, mm. And then that's a trend that continues across other Ivy League schools and top 20s as well. Right. Um, and then just, like, in terms of how many black men are able to get college degrees, too. Like, ideally, I would love to be with somebody who does have a college degree. That's not, like, a a, a deal breaker for mm -hmm. me. But, I mean, okay. that's where I am, so that's what I'm looking for. Okay. Um, and once you just start getting all of your, like, the things that you want in a person, that pool shrinks significantly if you do want to... Mm. Be with somebody who is like equally yoked, but also of a similar, or it's also black. I can't speak for other races. So that's the only thing that's 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 really hard right now in the dating pool is just finding some another no. young black man, 22 with no. a uh, degree. That's not the only. It's I, a lot of them out here. I was about to say I know a lot of 22 year olds, 25 year olds with a degree. Yeah, but the emotional maturity. Oh, I knew it. The willingness to commit. Oh, I knew it. The. People who are not intimidated by my success and my personality, like that, Gabby, is a little. Are you really fine? Are you really? Are men really finding you, and they're intimidated by your success from Princeton? Yes, not just from Princeton, just your my, success. Period. Yeah, you've been on the news. You're making good money now. You're young. You're successful. Very articulate with your words. Her grammar is ten times better than mine. You know what I'm saying? And so, you think men are intimidated by that in the 20s? They've told me this. That you've had men say, multiple. I am intimidated by your yes. success. Bring, give me his number. It's blocked. You said it's lots? It's blocked. It's blocked? <laughs> <laughs> you blocked him? I'm a big blocker. Dang! I do not understand why men are intimidated by a successful woman. I, and, and every time I have a successful woman on my show, I do ask that question. You know, because it's like, I'm trying to learn. And then I've never asked someone in their 20s. You're, I think you're the youngest person I've had on my show. And youngest... No, I think um, Kelly, is her name? She Kelly? is. How, how old was she Kelly? She was 21. She was 21? Yeah, her episode was cool. And she made, she made you know what I'm saying, she, she do a meal, mm -hmm. you know? Um, you should connect with her. She's real yes, cool people. So I love her heart, love her... And she's... Isn't she Jamaican? That's why I'm really glad that I... Even though moving around from different countries was very turbulent for yeah, me, yeah. I felt like I got uprooted as soon Ooh, as I, like, yeah. got to build communities. Yeah. I've seen 
the world outside of America. Yeah, yeah. And the, when I came to America, that was the first time I've like encountered people who sometimes hadn't even left their state before. Mm. I have three passports, and I've been mm. blessed to not only live in Jamaica, live in the UK, and live in America, but also I traveled to Tanzania with my scholarship program, fully funded. What? I interned in Peru as a college freshman. I've been able to just see different parts of the world that allow me to feel very fortified in the sense that I can do anything, I can achieve anything, I can create the life that I want, because I've seen different ways of living. Yeah. So I would definitely encourage you to continue traveling and do that with your kids. Yeah, give me some love. Period. That's my girl right there, man. I like Gabby. I, li I, I, I like Gabby. I love seeing these young sisters win. You know what I'm saying? And we got to, at all costs, brothers, we got to protect them. We got to protect them and we got to help them. And so um, I want to encourage you all to click the link in the show description. Go follow her on Instagram. Uh, go download that free tool uh, so that way you can get your scholarships for your grad programs and for your kids and for your nieces, your nephews, your friends. Uh, let's go break her website. Let's go crash it so we can get this free stuff. Um, and anything that she comes out with, you guys, get it. Um, hire her as a coach if you're trying to get in the scholarship world, what to do. Um, I'm trying to talk her into doing a course so she can help thousands of people get scholarships because it's needed. And so make sure you all do that. Um, make sure you get my book, Death Free Degree. That's in the show notes. And y'all, I love you. Um, it's been an hour long show. We got to go. Uh, and we'll see you on the next show. Peace out. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. Banking services debit card provided by Bancorp, Bank NA, or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.